Hey, before we start the show this week, did you know that in just five minutes, you could potentially make a huge impact on the future of the Bears? All you need to do is sign up to the RFL's Our League platform and select the Bears as one of your teams. It's free to join. It's packed full of rugby league news, competitions, videos, and loads more besides. But our following on that platform might influence future funding decisions. So we need as many fans on there as possible. Even if you put us a second choice, we won't mind. Make a difference in just a few minutes today. Head over to rugby-league.com slash our league to create your account and pick the Bears as one of your teams. Right, on with the show. Welcome to Bear Necessities, your official Coventry Bears podcast coming at you every week during the season from CoventryBears.com. I'm one of your hosts, Dave Musson, and joining me as ever is my co-pilot and former Bears fullback, Craig Cathcart. Craig, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. I'm good. End of another season. Um, it's been a real roller coaster this year, but so glad that we've got Rugby League back uh, and let's hope that that continues into next year. Definitely, definitely. So it's, it is a quite a busy show week this week. We're going to look back on the Bears' final game of the season from Sunday, which was a 50-22 loss away to Rochdale. And we'll hear from head coach Rich Squires. Um, we'll also reflect a little on the whole season, although I should say that this won't be our final show of the year. We will be back in a few weeks with a proper wrap-up. Um, but first, we've really got to look at some comments from Ralph Rimmer, the RFL. CEO, of course. Um, they came in a press conference at the weekend um, and he was specifically asked a question about the Bears, which followed up from an article in the Daily Mirror um, where they interviewed Alan Robinson, which I'm sure most of you listening will have seen. And if you didn't, do check out the Bears social media. It's, there's links to there on um, links to that on there from last week. But specifically um, from this press conference at the weekend, I'm just going to read what Ralph Rimmer was asked him what he said. And then Craig, it'd be interesting to get your thoughts on it. So, um, so Ralph Rimmer was asked how he feels about the struggles facing the Coventry Bears, which were detailed in that interview with Alan, which is, is excellent. You should definitely check out. And this is what Ralph said. So he, he said, it hurts. I was in contact with Alan Robinson last night and last weekend as well. <clears throat> He's not out there drifting. I'm trying to work to help him on certain fronts. The central distribution is difficult. Of course it is. Coventry and Alan in particular have done some really extraordinary things, not just putting a team out on the park. They do a lot on top of that. Although the team on the park is suddenly or not suddenly after a few seasons is credible now. And there's still a majority of Midlands players, although I know there's perhaps five that come down from the North. He's done some great things and I can't make any promises. I said that to Alan earlier. Um, and then there was a follow-up question saying, does the game need an external view? of how the game should be developed and grown in areas such as Coventry. And Ralph said, the way to address that is strategic investment, which is what we're talking about, will be an option if we get the realignment right. Some of those areas that are seen as more strategic than traditional may well at that point deserve a different way of looking at them. But let's get our sequence of work in line so we're not making knee-jerk decisions in one direction that could derail what we're trying to do in the bigger picture. So, I mean, Craig, great to hear the Bears 
being addressed directly. And I think interestingly, that line about, you know, areas that might not necessarily be traditional, um, but more strategic, you know, might deserve a different look and a different approach. That's potentially positive, but frustratingly, and as has been all season, nothing massively concrete here. I mean, what, what did you make of, of, of everything Ralph had to say following on from, from Alan's interview with the mirror last week? Um, uh, well, Alan spoke from the heart. He said it as it is. He was honest about his assessment on what funding cuts could mean for the Bears. Um, you know, we're looking at a, an 80% nearly funding cut. Um, the Bears, essentially, a lot of people don't see it this way, but the Bears are a small business. Um, you take 80% of, um, you know, any sort of subsidies or whatever else that clubs are getting or, or small businesses getting, then that's surely going to affect them. So I think for Alan, and, and we've mentioned this already, it, it's not necessarily the size of the, the cut. I know that Alan has had um, plenty of irons in the fire or thoughts and ideas about how to uh, increase revenue, what the club can do going forward. It's the scale of the cut, which was completely unexpected. Um, I know that People previously had talked about up to a 50% cut, which, again, would have been devastating even then. Um, but it's the scale of the cut um, and when it's happening. So, again, there was talk previously. I know that there potentially would be a transition year for clubs to get used to um, what it would look like going forward. But, again, that's not how it's turned out. But in terms of Ralph's uh, comments, you know, I, I do know... Um, that Ralph certainly respects the Bears and, and what we bring to the table. I know that uh, he he he's had a long involvement with Alan over the years, uh, been involved in the Ireland setup and everything else. So him and Ralph uh, do do know each other well, and and I know that Ralph has um, certainly um, perhaps would love to see the Bears to continue, but. Um, I did think his answer was a little bit non-committal. Um, what what I would have liked to have heard is him saying, "Yes, we're going to do everything that we can to help clubs like the Bears, who who are at a disadvantage in comparison to other clubs." Um, you know, Alan himself has said the Bears are an expansion club, or, or or called an expansion club, but there's no such thing as expansion, and that's absolutely true. Um, in other sports, where their club is classed as an expansion club, for example. Um, fit funding would be ring-fenced um, to ensure that that club ha- is able to continue to grow and, and, and eventually be able to perform, you know, compete on an equal footing with other clubs. But it's not going to work like that for the Bears. I mean, um, other clubs around, you know, particularly the clubs in the Heartlands, you know, if they have to um, reduce payments to players as a result of cuts in funding, then they'll just basically go to their local amateur clubs and and, and get some players through that way. But the, the Bears certainly won't be able to do that. And, you know, it's year six on a journey. Um, the business model of the Bears has always been set out transparently in the way that and Alan has always been transparent about the fact that the club are reliant on funding. And no one has ever questioned that or or looked at it in, in in any way before so clubs like the bears who are on a journey and growing 
year on year and and getting more competitive certainly need to get given support to to get through this difficult period um i know alan has got uh, plans and ideas about how to keep keep the club going forward um about what he can do and i'm sure he will um eventually start to to release some of that information uh, and it does look positive certainly looks positive but in the meantime, it's this getting through the next 18 months, two years until some of this stuff comes to fruition. That's going to be the difficult thing um, because they've had the rug pulled out from under them. Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll we'll hear more on this in the coming weeks, as you say. And and, um, and yeah, there are there are positives there, but um, there are also challenges as well. So. Yeah, rest assured, we will keep you posted as we hear more. And I'm sure once, uh, as you say, Craig, once Alan's got some something he wants to reveal, um, I'm sure he'll be stopping our way to to tell us all about it. So um, let's let's move on to last Sunday's game then, the final game of the year for the Bears. And and sadly, they weren't able to wrap up 2021 with a win. Um, the Bears were actually 26-6 down at halftime. Their, their solitary try coming from Jordan Bull, but a much better second half saw them get a few more points on the board. And the game ended 50-22 to Rochdale Hornets with further Bears tries from Dave Scott, the record-breaking Dan Coates and Chris Collymore. Um, so we will talk a little bit about the game in a moment, but first... Here's head coach Rich Squires. So, Rich, um, obviously not the not the result you would have wanted from the final game of the season, but it, it sounds like another credible performance from your players. Um, how did you find it up at Rochdale at the weekend? Yeah, it was tough. Um, you know, we had a, I think the conversation we had with the boys on Wednesday kind of took out of them a little bit. You know, we had a an open up front conversation with Alan kind of put a presentation together, and you know, we addressed a few of the issues that are going around in the game at the minute. Um, to, to try and give some clarity to the lads of where we are as a club and where they are as individuals. Uh, you know, I, it was a tough ask, you know, there's a lot of emotions flying around in that room and there's a lot of emotions around in the change room, you know, at the beginning of the season. Um, and then there's a lot of emotions on, on Sunday. You know, it's one of them where we've had the same all the way through. Um, same group that started, same group that finished. Um, you know, minus a couple, you know, who obviously couldn't make it the weekend. We had no Jack Dawson, no Sam Bowering. Um, and Matty Wellham still struggled with his with his ribs. So we're missing some really key figures that have been there throughout the full season. But you know, we just we just spoke at the beginning and said, look, it's it's kind of out of our hands. We can only go and finish the way we wanted to finish it. Um and we let ourselves down the first half. You know, we just got out infused, uh silly little errors and things that we haven't really done all season. You know, I turned around to Alan at the end of the warm and said, Look, we look a little bit flat, you know. Was it the right decision doing the chat on Wednesday or not? Probably not, but you know, when we came in at halftime, we just said, "Look, you've got the freedom to finish how you want it, you know, how you want your se- uh, season to finish." And they, they came out firing. You know, it was one of them where all the pressure, everything, just being left, and they went out and enjoyed it the last five minutes together, which was good to see. And you must, you must be proud of the journey that this team has made this season and the things that they've achieved. I mean, you know, we've already talked about some of the wins that have happened this season, but just looking at on it a more statistical level yeah, the, the the Bears of 2021 have scored more points across 17 games than, than the Bears of 2019 did across 20 games and they're only one point off bettering the tally from 2018 which was a 26 game season so yeah you've been you've been potent in attack you've got you know look at the try scorers we've got Dave Scott on 10 Dan Coates on 8 Liam Wellham on 8 Nathan Hill on 6 and some of those performances have been absolutely terrific. And you've really 
you've really established the Bears this season as a, as a team not to be dismissed and not to be messed with. I mean, for your first full season in charge, I mean, how, how do, I know it's probably, it's probably a little too soon at this point now to really reflect on the season, but just as an immediate gut reaction, now the season's done, what, what are your feelings about what you've achieved this year? Yeah. You know, like you say, it's going to take a little while for me to kind of reflect on it and see, see where we went. But, you know, first question, we've done a really good, you know, had a really good season. Um, kind of proud of everyone who's jumped on board. They've had some, there's been some challenges that have been out of our control, um, you know, with, with the whole COVID situation. But as a group and as a club, we've handled it really well. Um, you know, but we, we set ourselves some targets in the beginning of the season, you know, and I said to the lads after the game on Sunday, although we, we haven't achieved the targets that me and Dave set out in the, in the playoffs, you know, with the, the, the teams we've, we've turned over, you know, the Keefley, Rochdale, Hunslet, and in the manner we've done it, and in the manner we've built with some other performances, you know, which we've been written off before we'd even kicked off. Um, you know, they've done a really good job and they can keep their heads held high. But, you know, it was something me and Dave addressed on Sunday. We, you know, we got together and said, look, lads, we, when we signed and when we put this squad together beginning of the season, we didn't go out and sign big names on big money. You know, because that's not what the kind of club's about. It's about relationships, you know, and how we work together as a group, and and how we deal and overcome certain things as a as a group. You know, and we, we've we've done that this year. You know, we've we've brought lads in who, you know, Jack Dawson never ever played League One before, and has probably been one of the shining lights. You know, he's he's come through and showed he can compete at the top. You know, and he's been highly recognisable with that. Um, Dan Coates, you know, I, I think the big thing coming out of Sunday it was great to see Coates, you know, beating the, the the score for the season, you know, and it was it was something that we've been kind of winding him up about the last couple of weeks, saying, you know, your your points are dropping off, even even though they're not, um, you know, to give him a little bit of motivation. But again, he has he's been a revelation this year. To say that he was only getting three games last year and he's played every single game this year and. And done what he's done again, coming out with eight tries, you know, is a big one. And just how other people have stood up, you know, getting people back enjoying rugby, you know, Matty Wellham, Liam Wellham, Dave, they've all kind of fell out of love with the game, you know, and they've all had smiles on their faces and, and wanted to to work for the group we've got, which is which I think is the most pleasing thing for me, is we've put together a, a squad on a you know a minimal budget that we can kind of deal with and we can sustain. And we've, we've done what we can and what we have. So, yeah, it's really, I'm really proud of the boys and what we've done for that. And it's something that, for me, I want to only hope we can get better with. Yeah. So if I, if I forced you to pick a word to describe the Bears class of 2021, what what word would you go for to describe this squad? Tough question, I know. It is, yeah. I think togetherness is a big one for me. Yeah. You know, we... um. There's been no cases, I know, over the last three, four years, and obviously being involved like yeah, when I first came down, there was there were certain games where if if we go 30, 40 points down, we know that's going to be 70, 80. You know, there's people wandering off from each other, kind of isolating themselves from the group and a little bit of bickering. And, you know, not there's not been a single bit of that this year. You know, we went 26-6 down on Sunday. And I just said, you know, I just said to them and got the message out there. I said, look, let's not fall back into the trap that we have done for the last few years of where we just roll over and we don't want to, you know, it's do or die. We just roll over and let people trample us. 
Um, and we didn't, you know, we really showed some great determination, took it back to them. And it's been the same all season. And they have stuck together. You know, there's been, unless it's been forced, you know, and it's been out of our hands, we've kind of set the same group. You know, Reese Rance, for example, he was proudest punch on Sunday. He hasn't missed a game all season. Um, and that's big for Reese because he's, you know, the last few seasons had a little few niggly injuries and it kind of hinder, hinders his performances and confidence wise. Whereas he's, again, probably been one of our most consistent performers this year. Um, and it's that across the board where that that togetherness as a group has got us to the positions where we've been this season and has got us out on the right side of it sometimes. And I guess, I guess next up, obviously there's, there's lots of decisions to be made and, and more questions to be, to be asked and answered. And, you know, a, a lot that's out of the club's hands. What, what, what do you do in the next couple of weeks? Do you, do you try and take your mind away from, from rugby completely, or is that just not possible for you? Are, 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 you know, are you, are you trying to have a bit of, bit of downtime and a bit of time off? What, what happens for you now? Uh, I will, I'll probably have a, you know, I'll, through the week, I'll definitely be, you know, be sticking with the rugby side of it. You know, we've got a lot of kind of things we need to do as a club. And, you know, I want to help out Alan as much as I can and try and relieve some pressure on him. Because, again, he's he's going through a range of emotions at the minute with everything that's going on. And, you know, it's not fair on him to kind of leave him on his own. So, throughout the week, you know, I'll get stuck in with that. And in the weekend, I'll take my mind off it a bit. We've got a few weekends booked, you know, away and stuff like that. So, we can get away and really take my mind off it then and, that's when I'll probably reflect on it, you know, give it two weeks and I'll be missing it. <laughs> and I want to be back, um, back going around with the group, but that's, that's just a rugby environment when you're in it for, in amongst it for so long, you know, you want to get, get straight back into it, but no, there'll be no, no kind of downtime. We've got, you know, there's conversations to be had with the lads and, you know, and some people to speak to regarding where we are as a club and the direction we move to make sure we're putting ourselves in, you know, our best foot forward. If, you know, depending on what happens this year and uh, next year, sorry. Um, but, you know, as for me as a coach, I want to be in, you know, I want to be in the right place if we do get the go ahead and everything. So at the minute, you know, it's full systems going, you know, I'm planning for us being there next year. So I'll do everything I can to, to get us where we need to be. Great. Well, that is really positive to hear. Um, Rich, thanks as ever. And thanks throughout the season for joining us. I'm sure we'll probably um, be doing some sort of end of season wrap up awards type thing. So we may well hear from you again in 2021, but um, a, a fantastic achievements this year. Uh, it's been terrific on and off the pitch and um, yeah, really looking forward to seeing this positivity and, and hopefully some, some positive outcomes for, for where we can go for next year. But for now, thanks as ever. And it really is appreciated. No, thanks Dave. Thanks for your time this year. You and Craig, you know, it's been, it's been good and, you know, it's only going to get better and we'll kick off from this. So thanks again to Rich for joining us. Um, Craig, I mean, it wasn't to be in terms of getting a win on Sunday, um, but the team did show plenty of spirit again. And really, I think I, I think there's the two things we should we should talk about here is um, in a moment, we'll, we'll look, about, uh, look at how the Bears have changed this season, particularly in attack in terms of how many points they're scoring. But when we're talking point scoring, the big headline really is that even in the face of a defeat, Dan Coates did it. His 10 points on Sunday took him to 147 for the season, making him the Bears' top point scorer in a single season. So 57 conversions, one drop goal, eight tries across just 17 games. I mean, that young man has had quite a season, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely tremendous. As you said, it's a shorter season than than we've had in previous years. 
Um, you know, there's been some really great um, standoffs playing for the Bears over the years. Um, you know, guys that were renowned for being being amazing kickers. Um, but yeah, Dan's done tremendously well. You know, I think the number of his number of tries he scored as well is is pretty phenomenal for his position. And his kicking out of hand and everything else has just been tremendous. He's he's been a really really good signing for the Bears. Again, this is another player who, you know, he was well thought of in the Thunder uh, at Newcastle Thunder. Um, but he came to he's taken a chance. He's come down to the Bears and he's been given uh, you know game time week in week out, and he's really shown what he's capable of doing and. And and it really was the right move for him to come down to the Bears and, and get his chance, I think. And he and his family have really bought into the club as well. Like likewise, his his mate Jed Charlton, who has played has come down with him from Newcastle. Obviously, we, we've missed Jed for the last few weeks because of injury, but they I think that's been a big part of it, hasn't it? He, aside from the fact that both of those players have put in terrific performances, Dan, Dan especially with his point scoring, but they've really embedded themselves into the club and 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 their parents have become part of the 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 regulars and and have and have ingrained themselves in with the fans as well and you know i think i mean i mean it was kind of hinted at with what rich was saying in his interview i think if we're being realistic i think most bears fans will be surprised if we see dan coates in a bear shirt again next year obviously never say never but you know, we'd bear him no ill if he moved on to, to bigger and better things next year, would we? Because he's been such a key part of this this terrific squad this year. Yeah, I am. Um, from what I hear on the grapevine, he's he's got a number of offers. Um, you know, ultimately, we don't know what's going to happen. He could decide to to stay at the Bears, um, but that's you know that that for me is a positive. No matter what happens, if he stays absolutely brilliant if he goes on to bigger and better things which we know based on what we've seen he's capable of then great as well because you know ultimately um he's come down to the bears and he's been one of our most consistent and best performers all season and as you said he's he's embraced the club and he's done um done some great things this year his interaction with fans and everything else is, is superb so you know he's he's been a great great player for the bears this year let's hope we see him next year but as you said if we don't then then the very best of luck to him he's he's come down uh, taking a chance on, on the bears to get some game time and as i said he's shown what he's capable of doing and and he's been superb all season he really has and and just before we wrap up just in a similar vein while we're talking point scoring i, I did want to touch briefly as i said we'll we'll go into a more in-depth review of the season in a couple of weeks but i wanted to touch briefly about just how the bears have changed this season particularly in attack so you know i, I mentioned this to rich but if we look at it across remember just 17 games this season they scored more points than they did across 20 games in 2019 and they only scored one point less um, than from the 26 games they played in tw- in 2018, which, as we know, was another fantastic season. We've been saying it all year, but this this Bears side is a real threat. And you look at the top try scorers, 10 for Dave Scott, eight apiece for Liam Wellerman for Dan Coates, six for Nathan Hill, and then plenty of other players chipping in with tries um, below that as well. It's been a real team effort this year, hasn't it? And it's been a, it's been a joy to watch this such an a, a fluent attacking side. Yeah, we've played some really great rugby this year, and as you said, I mean, even in the games that we've lost, 
we've you know we're averaging about four tries a game um or or more than that even you know uh, we've we've scored pretty much uh, 20 points plus in nearly every game um we've done really really well uh in from an attacking point of view and i think defensively as well we've we have tightened up defensively um I think that's one area that Rich would probably like to see some improvement in, particularly in the the first half of games that we we've shipped a fair number of points in first halves. Um, but yeah, it's been a great season to watch. Even as I said, even the games that I've gone to where we've lost and and we've scored some scintillating tries, it's been great to watch, and and to see a team so um, so up for it on the pitch and, and really giving it loads in every single game has, has been tremendous to watch. I've really, really enjoyed the season. Definitely, definitely. Me too. Well, I'm sure that will all be reflected when we get to our proper end of season wrap up um, in a couple of weeks. We're not entirely sure when that will be yet, but um, we'll probably coincide it with whatever end of year awards the uh, the club decides to do. But rest assured, you won't miss anything. You won't miss any award winners. Um, and perhaps we'll do what we've done previously and, and dish out some of our own awards in terms of favourite players and maybe some sillier ones as well. But for now, we will leave it there. Thanks so much as ever for listening throughout the season. And I said, do keep an eye on your podcast feeds and on the Bears social media channels because um, we will be back soon to do a proper season wrap up. And who knows, we may even get to chat to a couple of the players um, as they start winding down for this season. And then, well, we don't know what's going to happen next, but we will be here to tell you all about it. So until then, take care and we will see you very soon.